What is up? Nana Nation and lovers of the Not After 30 podcast sub-series, We're Gonna Be Dads podcast. This is Anthony recording live and direct in the very bare Billy Shears podcast studio. We are counting down the days that we're in the old Billy Shears studio and getting ready for the new Billy Shears studio. This is episode six of the We're Gonna Be Dads podcast. We have Rob Cost returning. Episode six, we throw it up through any chin. This one we get into the second trimester. It's a great one. Um, we are dwindling down to the end of this, this series. Um, been the first time for all of our podcasts that we've actually had a start and finish date for something. And with um, with the spring on its way and everything that, that's, that brings in the spring, we're ready for the babies to drop. Uh, we're having a lot of fun getting into this, but uh, we're getting to the end. So episode six is the beginning of the end for uh, for the this sub-series. Who knows, we might come back with a couple episodes, maybe just checking in on you know, fatherhood and everything that, that happens in that, uh, but I've got to tell you, I've enjoyed doing this this series, I've enjoyed having dads in, sharing stories, you know what they say, sharing is caring, with that, let me share this with you, episode 6 of the We're Gonna Be Ads podcast, thanks again to Rob Cost for making the trip up into lovely Milton, Ontario, that being said, on with the show. from the Not After 30 podcast, Mike the Coach Paraconi and Anthony El Jefe De Francesca are going to be dads. This is a We're Going to Be Dads podcast. What's up, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to We're Going to Be Dads, episode six. With me, we have returning guest Yoda himself. Mr. Robert Koss, the man from Meadowville, as well as Coach Mike Perconi, Perconi. Sorry, I always bought your name. I don't know why. You're not, a good, ro- you're not a good Italian. I know. It's true. <laughs> Guilty as charged, amigo. Wait, that's not Italian at all. Um, all right, welcome back to episode six. I hope you guys are enjoying the series so far. Myself and Mike have been putting a lot of work and effort into it, and we hope you guys are enjoying it. We have returning dad, Robert Koss. Thank you so much for joining us again, Rob. Thank you for making the trip to lovely Milton, Ontario. Great to be back. Right on. Mike, say hello. Aren't you happy with all the great Blue Jays signings so far? I'm thrilled with Dar- Darwin Barney on a one-year arbitration deal. Thanks for asking. <laughs> no, I'm still a little disappointed. I'm hoping by the time this one drops, we've got uh, Andrew McCutcheon and Jose Batista, but I'm not holding my breath anymore. Yeah, don't hold your breath on that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is episode six of the We're Going to Be Dads podcast from the Nafta 30 podcast. Um, this one's going to be a little bit of a different one. We're, we're, we've dealt with um, the first half of the second trimester. Uh, now we're kind of dealing with the second half of the second trimester. I guess going into the third trimester, the woes, the joys, and all that good stuff that happens there. As well as we're going to have a couple different topics on the table here. We got Rob back to talk to us about the joys of um, of all that. Um, and we've got a, it's going to be a very special one too because we're going to attempt to decode the pregnant woman. 
Are you guys ready? Do you guys have your Dan Brown on? I'm here for my sensei to teach me <laughs> yes. about the ways of yes. this because I'm still having trouble. Yes, he will teach us. Yes, <laughs> I don't do a good Yoda impression, so I won't even try. Oh, I'm still learning. I'm still will. I'm still learning. By the way, <laughs> it's an on, it's a, it's, it's a ongoing. Yeah. Oh, it's ongoing. Yes, you, it you never learn. You never graduate. You're always learning. Yeah, no. All right, let's get into it, um, gentlemen. Thanks again for being here. Mm-hmm. Um, where do we want to start? Do we want to start about the second trimester? We'll, we'll talk about that briefly. Yeah, okay. Because we, we talked a lot about it in episode five about the second trimester and what we kind of approach at that point. Right. But um, maybe some some wow moments of the second the second half of the second trimester. Baby kicking. Baby kicking. Yeah, that's. I a thought big that was one. huge, man. Yeah, that, that took place probably like maybe with a couple weeks to go in that. So we'll put that around the fifth month. Yeah, give or take. You started to feel it. Um, Basically, I remember what happened is we went in for an ultrasound uh, and we found out the gender, which everybody knows now is a boy for me and a girl for Anthony. Um, But, you know, it was one of those things. So during that time, actually, when we were doing that ultrasound, that's when my wife first felt the kick. And the the lady, she wasn't sure quite what it was, but the lady affirmed it because she was, you know, doing all the uh, the ultrasound, all that kind of stuff. So my wife asked the lady, "Is that is that a kick?" And she said, "Yeah, yeah." And then I think that familiarity, it, I'm sure it was going on much before. And I've heard that that women that get pregnant with second and third children feel it much earlier. But that realization, then she was looking for it. So right. and now now we're at the point where it's every night there's something or everything every, at at certain points in the day she just grabs my hand and puts it on because yeah. she. Knows how much I like it, right? Yeah. Like it's something that I really look forward to. So um, I know I know we talked about a lot in, in episode five about the early kicks. Yeah, but the the second half of the trimester it's amazing because you're actually able to see the second like you actually can feel those kicks um, actually happen like the real kicks as opposed to like was that gas or was that a kick? For sure, and, yeah. and you know what? Even now that we're like, I think my wife is pretty early on in the third trimester at the time of the recording of this episode but you know what it's one of those things i'm still not sure and i right. i mean i i when i feel it i feel it but there are other times where i kind of like like basically we sit down in front of the tv she puts my hand on a thing and i i stare at her while she stares at the tv and if i'm not sure i look at her and she's like no gas no this whatever <laughs> like and it's that kind of thing so we're still not at the point um where i'm 100 percent sure all the time but it's getting there and i've also just noticed a tremendous amount of growth in my wife's belly right yeah, that's same. what it is the last couple weeks have been it's much more visible. It was almost like after they talk about how when it pops out there, there's that first sort of noticeable thing like a month or two ago. Now I just noticed the girth and just the size of it starting to go right. as as I hear that it's like two and a half pounds now and and he's you know he's he's really growing yeah you know? the size of like um eggplant not oh geez I can't remember where I'm at I, yeah. it was a, it was a bundle of bananas at yes, one point but yeah. the bananas how do you quantify a bundle yeah because sometimes when I'm actually, cheap I only buy three bananas actually Rob would know. Was there a mess? Well, <laughs> it was a bunch of bananas. But you guys are like way invested in this, right? Like from a, you know your point about a sensei perspective. Yeah. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> like you guys said, like the detail that you guys were talking about is, yeah. is amazing, right? Like we're we're, we're you know what we're. I, I don't remember. Maybe there was one or two kicks. Yeah. yeah, but you guys have. But that's good. That's great to hear, though, yeah. right? That you're, we're millennial men. You know, we're we're, yeah. we're we're the we're the new sensitive men. But but your point about like the reference to size, uh, my daughter. The 19-year-old is, was telling me, which is kind of scary, that there's these apps and things like yes. that that are that are um, kind of measuring your baby at this point is is an eggplant. Your baby yeah. at this point is a, is a uh, cob of corn. Your baby. Yeah, yeah. We didn't. We didn't. 19 years ago, we didn't have that stuff. No, I, you know what? And actually, what it what that's done is like 
it, it's interesting because it's basically a weekly reminder for my wife to keep me involved. It's not something that's actively yes. that she needs to do, but she sure. knows that I want to yeah, know what's great. going on, right? So it's a, it's almost like another way of communication. It's great that you guys are that yeah. engaged, right? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I I think for because we had the waiting game for because we had four years, or we had four years of trying. Yeah. I almost want to be, but I also don't want to be that like helicopter uh, husband where I'm like. What's going on right now? What's going on right no, now? No, I definitely don't. I want that. updates. Yeah. I don't want to be asking about the updates. Right. But one thing, if I can ask you guys, like, you know, back in the day, it wasn't really, we, we didn't know the sex. Yes. Right. And that was kind of half the fun of, you know, when you're there at delivery day, what's it going to be? But it seems to be today, that's, that's, that's a given. Right. Like everyone, yeah. everyone, and you talk, you know, gender parties yeah, and all that stuff. Really, gender yeah, gender so is that something that you guys always knew when you when you were well, expecting that you wanted to know? Well, I was gonna say, Anthony, why don't you take it first? We were we're a little bit of a control f- control freaks. We we wanted to know because we wanted to prep the room, and I didn't want to do neutral colors. Brittany didn't want it. maybe for the second one we'll let it be a surprise, but I don't even think we would because I no, want to no, know. You Once yeah. you know now, you know. yeah, you can't go back. You can't go yeah, back. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for me it was one of those things that I actually didn't care if I knew or not um, but my wife had a desire so I mean right, she's the yeah. one that's got to go through all this all I got to do is rub feet yeah. once in a while it's not a big deal right so like well I, if, if you're offering yeah no <laughs> no okay. oh sorry you don't have any lotion here yeah. I can get some I was so gonna say matter real quick, quick. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, I agree if my wife said I wanted to wait I'd be it like, would have uh, been fine yeah. I, I don't have this like I didn't need to yearning know. Yeah. but like you said practically once I knew that I was going to find out well, that's great because I can paint it blue. Or right. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That kind of stuff is just, I know I'm going to have to do that. So, you know, that was nice to get a, get a head start on that or not do that neutral stuff. Because yeah. if you know, you may as well tailor it to the sex. Exactly. I, I think. And, and what's the worst? I mean, we will. Or, or, or paint once you've delivered. And that's perfectly fine. No, no, for <laughs> yeah. sure. And I can see like that. baby in arm and then roll it <laughs> in the other. You know, get a little the splashes yeah, on the yeah. baby. Well, he's going to be in the bassinet or whatever for the first little while. It's not yeah, like the, yeah. the nursery is sort of like, I don't know, I guess it's, it's more of a nest. It's for But you know what it is, is that I've really noticed my wife is into this nesting mentality, mm. which is something I read about, sure. and I can definitely feel it now. So that, I think that's all part and parcel of that, is she just wants to make this perfect nest yeah. for her child, which is makes complete sense to me. I get it. Does it make you, it makes me but does it make you or did it make you more proud of your wife? Does that make sense? Like, I don't know if proud is the right word, but like I, I'm I, I'm more proud to see my wife like really taking responsibility of I want this in the room and I like this in the room. Like, I don't look at it as neg- a negative thing. I, I see her taking pride in the room and in their home, mm-hmm. which um, she had always done before, but it's almost like a notch above that now. Well, there's more love involved, right? It's, there's it's more not, it's love not, involved. You know, you're, yeah. you're projecting what you think is best for your child, as opposed to, oh, I'm going to put up nice stuff in my yeah, house. Yeah, where we before we'd argue about like artwork on the wall, where our tastes differ. Yeah, um, she's like, this will be this will be nice because it'll be inspiring to her, and it, it will uh, it will fascinate her. We did like a uh, like a star. Um, uh, I don't know what the right word is, like a m- montage or. On, on the wall and it's stimulates the eye so yeah. when she gets younger she'll probably you know end up counting how many pink stars there are and yellows there's no pink stars green stars whatever so you know so when she says stuff like that I'm like oh I didn't even think of that I'm so glad that you thought of that mm-hmm. and that, that'll be something that our daughter later on will will look into and be part of her life so yeah it definitely brings you together that's the whole point yeah, right? yeah absolutely 
Yeah, if, if I can remember back all the way to episode two, where Mike kind of said like it evolved. Like I really think that like that you yep. nailed it there with that because. Well, well, I think even from the outset, what I did, and I I try not to sound sexist on this, but I just developed an appreciation for the strength of a woman that I never really experienced because I'm one of five boys, and like it didn't really. It's just to see somebody like be so selfless and to, to take so much on to do that it's like I'm yeah I'm definitely more in love with my wife than I've ever been because I can appreciate what she's doing for my child and it's like you know I, I think it's incredible and yeah. it's just it's, it's just another it's another layer of bonding that I'm sure that most married couples go through if they go down this road right okay other than that this, the second half of the second trimester is there no, anything I mean, else it's, it's just I, now it's just you know what? It's the waiting game, bud. Yeah. You know, you're at six, six, line, six, six in a bit. Line, yeah. And even my wife said to me yesterday, she's like, I would, I haven't felt this way before, but I kind of want it now. Like, you yeah. know, I'm ready. I'm ready to get this over with kind of thing. Well, six, so. six months is still a long time. Though, oh, too, absolutely. Right? Yeah, right? So. And she hasn't been somebody that's complained and all that. She had a tremendous sickness in the first couple months. Been great ever since. I see her being healthier, stronger and all that. Uh, just really tired. And she's just like, Mike, I just want to get on with this. Right? Like, I just, I want to, I want to move on. Right? So. Okay. Well, I mean, let's wrap the second trimester up. I mean, I, I know we talked a lot about it in episode five, so I don't want to mm-hmm. bore everybody with with hearing everything. But here's something that, um, as recently, has been very trendy. I, you can thank Leonardo DiCaprio for this. But the dad bod. Okay. Are you ready? Like, do you have the dad bod ready? <sighs> and and by the way, Roberto, you are. Uh, Specimen when it comes to the dad bod. Well, but first of all, explain what the dad bod is. Okay, gotta, so, gotta so the dad bod. Okay, so the dad bod, the way that it's been explained to me from uh, Greta the Great, aka Miss Six, yeah. is um, a body that had had definition, which still has light definition, but also the the softness of a good cuddle partner. Um, so I think it, the best way to describe it is um, kind of like a Hall of Famer body. Where it's not not quite like primetime athlete, but it's you know there was some structure, there was some muscle, but it's softened over time. Um, but it's still you can still see um, potential, I guess, in it. But um, but definitely not the Walmart d- dad bod, which is it looks like a snowman in jeans and, and uh, oversized polo. So okay. <laughs> just put that out. And so there. what's the timing of this dad bod? When oh. is this supposed to develop? I gotta imagine like. Um, Mine started when I got married. Yeah, you know, I, mine started in my <laughs> you late twenties. Yeah, know, when I got real comfortable in my relationship, well, my when my I had a fiance. cooking for me, <laughs> yeah. which was oh, that's great. What it was? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think I got thinner when my wife started cooking for me. I don't know what what the I don't know I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> um, so the dad bod. So so I guess I, does that do a good description? I guess it's just a um, a well kept older body. Yeah, the, for for me though, you know, there was uh, the dad bod kind of shifted as as the kids. Uh, were toddlers and, and were young, uh, you know, pretty active, pretty pretty you know healthy eating, uh, and then had kids and it was very hectic and you know you're making mac and cheese and grilled cheese and you're eating what they're not eating and all of a sudden that dad bod becomes this big bod. <laughs> yeah. So for me personally, it was it was there was a time when I really gained and then because you're just so stressed and you're you're two kids 15 months apart and you're feeding them and you're stressed you're not doing anything so it was really once they got a little bit older that I was able to kind of get a little bit more fit and yeah. had more time for myself so it's you know as some advice for you guys is to try to maintain that exercise regime and that diet good diet regime along the way like because it's easy to kind of get it's very easy to go off that and I, I gotta imagine too with how hectic life can be you may just want to sit on the couch with a bowl of ice cream and just like 
converse about your day as opposed to well there's, going a, there's no time for that there's no time for ice cream guys if you think there's time i wasn't expecting when do i get to eat ice cream that's what i want to know <laughs> maybe 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 11 two in the morning yeah, before yeah. they're feeding yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, there's no time to sit on the couch. No, no, you're cleaning up. You're cleaning up something. You're changing a diaper. You're cleaning up puke. You're you're you're, you're cleaning. Okay, up something. so from when you got married, like, do you want like, can you give us maybe uh, before you got married, body type or maybe like size from heaviest dad bod to like where you are now? Because you're in great shape right now. I'm okay for a fifty, 50 okay something shape. year old, right? So early fifty year. You're getting getting you know married. I was I was I was thin. I was I was lean. I uh, got married, still kind of maintained that. And once we had the kids, that's when I started to gain the weight. I was out probably at my maximum density when they were probably two, three. Uh, and then health reasons and just not feeling well, I said, wait, I got to change this. So then slowly got it back to uh, uh, in the shape that I'm in now. So And and when did you find was like the, you said like health reasons, and I don't want to get too much into that, sure. but um, was there a, a, a phase where like an age of the kids that you were like, okay, I can I can leave them alone a little bit longer so I can go for a run or hit the gym or, or anything like that. Like, was it? Did you notice a time point, or was it more like just they're gonna they're gonna take a backseat while I take care of my health, or was it anything like that? Or just lack of energy, just you worn down over a few years. Yeah, you know? probably when they were about uh, when they got into school, like uh, six, seven. Yeah, yeah. When they got into like, like early free, teenager. Well, no, no, six. No, got into like even grade school, like free oh, day, okay. free daycare, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Once they got yeah. into free daycare at school, uh, you had a little bit more time. And then over as they got older, you you get more and more time, right? right? So now as, as teenagers, you get even more time, right? right? So uh, once they were in school, there was a little bit of time there. Okay, okay. You want to add anything to the dad bod? Um, like I said, I think. To me, I'm, what I'm hoping is going to translate is that the healthy living that we've been trying to maintain since we found out that she's pregnant will in some way carry over. Because I, like, I'm hearing a lot about lack of time. And I've been understanding that from what I've been reading, but I don't think I've been absorbing it as much or... It's something you got to live and learn, right? It's just one of those things that you got to experience it. So I've been trying to think about that and trying to make sure that we're, you know, uh, doing our best to make sure we get, uh, you know, prepared meals and things like like good quality stuff that's not only good for her, but, you know, just good for the whole family. But things like energy levels and stuff like that. I've noticed my energy level has risen the last couple months just because I'm trying to make my wife healthy. I eat the same food, therefore I feel better. And just so I'm hoping that we can keep that going. But, you know, it's going to be obviously a struggle, right? I'm sure there's a – got to be really uh, conscious about that, you know? Okay. Rob, I'm going to put you on the spot. This is left field. We didn't really talk about this in the game plan. But um, one thing that I really enjoy about you – I mean, a lot of things, but this what I enjoy about you is is you don't own your age group when it comes to uh, the way you dress. Like, you dress – younger but you pull it off really well like you own it and i appreciate that about your style and i gotta assume it's because uh your wife and your son and your daughter are very hip too so they probably like keep you in line but was it ever a time where you're like oh you know like like the branded uh polo shirt with like tucked into the khakis like the typical like dad look like did you avoid that or was that something like self-consciously you did or was that something that that you you tried and you it wasn't you and you went back to like you know like stuff that very fits you like I think like one time I saw you come into the salon you were wearing like uh like Chuck Taylors and, and like like well well like fitted jeans and like just like a band T-shirt or something I'm like yes like Rob is owning it like this is you can tell that's you it's not just like this make believe for you or you don't look uncomfortable in your clothing like you look like that's you like that's you so was there any point where 
you found like you had to dress apart as dad or change your look to be a dad or anything like that or was it just always like no, I never wanted to. I never wanted to be that. I never wanted so to be consciously that. Made yeah, the effort. consciously made that. Yeah. And I've always, you know, tried to be. I've always been very immature, right? So I think that's that's <laughs> that, that's how that came about. But um, no, I never felt that I wanted, to, and I, I never wanted to be. I never wanted to be that that old dad, yeah, right? Yeah. And and I think that's my own upbringing, right? Like my friends, uh, growing up, had nothing but good things to say about my dad. They loved coming over to visit. Because my dad was a great guy, and he would talk to the kids and things like that. So talk to my friends. Good hospitality. Yeah, so yeah. it was always a lot of fun, right? So didn't I treat him like shitheads. Like yeah, really like, you know, they didn't, they didn't talk down to them. They were yeah. he talk they were to his them, equal. They were his yeah, equal. Yeah, right? yeah. So I always wanted to kind of maintain that, right? And um, never wanted to be that way. But it, again, going back to that health thing, for you know, there's a certain time when I look back at pictures, like, oh my god, look at the size of the suit that I had, right? So yeah. it was this whole self realization that I wanted to get back to the guy that I always was. So yeah. I've always tried to be that way, right? So and I never wanted to be, and I still don't want to be my, my kids' best friends. I still want to, that, that line to be that I'm their dad, right? But at the same time, you, you want to be, you want to stay relevant. You want to stay, yeah, I think, and I, think, I just enjoy, you know, I, I don't, yeah, I don't feel my age. Let's just put it that when way. When you were at your heaviest, did you feel uncomfortable in your skin or was it just like a, like a settling? Not really, that, right? I didn't, didn't really, no, I, I felt fine. It was the, the health problems that I had because yeah. I was, you know, on it. I was high cholesterol, mm -hmm. high blood pressure yeah. and uh, borderline diabetic. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was at a point where my doctor said, uh, it, I was at work one day when I stood up and I, I felt like passing out. Oh, geez. And went to the doctor and said, like, you know, I don't feel well. I just stood up. I said, why, why am I feeling this way? And did all these tests and said, you're a wreck, man. You've got mm -hmm. to change yourself. So, Interesting. Changed myself and uh, I'm running. Now yeah. I'm running marathons. <laughs> well, I, I, when I do see you every four, four to six weeks, um, when you don't get your run in, it's very noticeable. You're a little cranky when you don't get your run in. <laughs> I don't know if it's about the run or maybe the <laughs> night before. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Can we put the dad bot to rest? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, there's one topic before I want to get into the heavy-duty one, and it's men having to be more mindful or, like, mind readers when it comes to their – their towards the women's actions and their cravings. But let me rephrase that, actually. Let me go – men having to be more mindful slash mind readers to a pregnant woman. Hmm. Like, do you do – I, I feel like – Sometimes I have to be almost proactive to a situation. So if I if we're looking at like painting a room, not only do I say, okay, we're gonna paint the room Monday. It's not only that, but I'm like, okay, I should bring all the painting stuff there, get everything ready, lay down the tarp, tape the corners, do all that stuff as much as I can, so my wife can just like do minimal, basically. Yes. But so like I guess that's being mindful towards that actions. That mindset, the mindfulness towards sacrificing your time for your wife's comfort is definitely been realized recently. Okay. I think that's for sure. And I think the less mobile and the less comfortable that she gets, I think the more, I think that it's, I think it, it's a very like primal instinct in many ways. It's you, you, you realize it's your time to prepare and it's your time to do these things. I don't let my wife take the laundry up and down the stairs anymore because we have a tight quarter. It, like yeah. it's all, I don't take my wife. She's not an invalid, but she's, a fragile being and so what I do is I try and still keep her as active as I can while making sure that she's safe while doing it right. so I think yeah I would agree with you 100% it's funny you mentioned that my wife 
my wife likes to be my foreman, which really doesn't work <laughs> for me because I'm a construction manager. So Aren't I, all women. Dress? Yes, I'm sure they are. But yeah, like, okay. it, it, so we, we clash on that always. Like, I'm going to be the one to execute the task, but she's got to make sure that I uh, she approves it, even though she has no idea what. Uh, what what we're doing, and that's fine. And I understand that's a man woman relationship thing. But what I do now is I'm proactive. I go, like you said, with painting the room. I did all of that, and then she came in, and then she just wanted to help. And I said, No, get the hell out! I don't want you to right. smell this paint. Right, right. And then, so that was great oh, for you, me. You didn't buy that pregnant lady paint? No, man, oh. no, man, dude. <laughs> you, that's how you work alone. That's how you maintain your sanity. You say, Go to your mom's you for the, the music, day. Music so, you want dude, on? Yeah, I, yeah, I had yeah. the Beatles playing all yeah, day. Yeah, gotcha, and I gotcha. Was doing, it was great. It was like it was a beautiful time. I had a lot of fun. I hope you had eight days a week on a loop. I, <laughs> I, you yeah, know, it was uh, so. Yeah, I'm very, very conscious of doing what I can to either make her more comfortable or make her life easier. But I don't make her feel useless. Right. There's a fine line in there, and it, you got to be careful, and you got to kind of just read what your wife is up to. But half the time, my wife like just sleep right now, so I figure like I'm doing the right thing. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, being proactive, guys, that's going to serve you well. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's going to serve you well. It's, it's, it's doing those things up front. It's not about that I'll do anything you want me if you ask me. It's, it's when you do those things up front, like let me bring you dinner. Right. Yeah. Like, what do, what do, let me go get dinner. What do we need? I'll go get it. Yeah. That, that'll serve you well. Yes. Okay, so what about so – that's like being very like mindful. But what about in situations where it's, um, it's like a curveball? Uh, I, I can't really give you a great example, but maybe the best way I can describe it is like um, maybe when you put your foot in your mouth accidentally. Hmm. So we're talking like um, emotional, like uh, like walking that that yeah. fine line, or like, like I, I we're, like for example, like if if I was like I'm not saying this, this has happened, but I can I feel like I can see it happening where we're having a conversation, uh, like a third party conversation, and I would say, well, you know, I really want the best for my daughter, I would ideally like to send her to a private school if we can. But my wife and I, and I have never talked about where a kid would go to school. And she really wanted Catholic school. Right, exactly. Right? Something like that. So, something, so a situation like that where you're, you're maybe just expressing what you're thinking without really filtering it. Maybe yeah. that's what, what the word I'm looking for is maybe like filter the conversation with a pregnant lady. Okay. Um, so I just feel like a situation like that, like how, like how do we avoid those landmines like other than keeping our mouth shut and not talking at all? Mm-hmm. Like what are the... Which is a, vi- a viable <laughs> option depending <laughs> on the circumstance, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe we can put that to, <laughs> to uh, the Grandmaster over here. But what, like, um, is, is there a situation where, where we can be more mindful just in conversation maybe? I, I think that... I think, again, in the way that I've approached my wife being pregnant and, and being more, more mindful of her well-being generally, and I'd like to think I do a pretty good job of it anyways, but you know, when you're together with somebody for many, many years, there's a certain amount of routine and complacency that comes in. So just that reaffirmation that this is, okay, this is my, this is my sole focus. Uh, you know, I'm going to work nine to five, and then when I'm done, this is all I really worry about. Um, I, I think that I think that's filtered into all facets. I think it's filtered into the pre-planning. I think it's filtered in the way that I converse with her. I think it's, but at the same time, what I do, I think it's important. My wife is a lot more opinionated on what she wants out of uh, the way this is going to go. And it's her pregnancy. I'm not doing, like, I would never do this. Like, I, I would never. It's ridiculous what women do. So, like, I'm very attentive and I listen and Two percent of the time, I have a strong opinion, and I bring it up a lot less forcefully than I would have six months ago. 
and that's all. As I, I'm still like pretty strong in, in in what I feel is important, but I'm much more willing to give her the benefit of the doubt and and let her run wild with her ideas and then just rein her in when it's appropriate and just do you know and navigating those landmines of how you get through some of those kind of discussions it's an art and sometimes you screw up like i've had arguments with my wife and i try to minimize them but they've happened and i don't even realize that it was like an important item you know it could have been just something like you know like picking out the color of the baby's room or picking out you know this specific stroller or this and that and it's like because her hormones are elevated you just have to be i'm on my toes all the time but not to the point where i'm scared but just to the point where i'm aware that things are not like they were a few months ago and i just got to be kind of ready for everything and take a deep breath or take the dogs for a walk if it really (laughs) bothers me you know something like that instead of you know putting up a fight because it's just more often than not it's just not worth it ultimately i don't want to upset her regardless of you know i mean she's having our child what can right. i what can i say right you'd be a good boy and you yeah, don't do it wrong yeah that's it. you guys have it figured out man you just, <laughs> you just just keep doing what you're doing right just listen listen well, and being engaged right and care right but it just sounds like that's what you guys are doing and that's you know what, what really and, and i'm not perfect and i'm sure that right. i'm much more eloquent with my words than i am with my life right <laughs> so um but it's more i think just the more you go through it you become more reflective too and i'm hoping that some of that will translate into the you know, a second pregnancy, if that's the way we go. We've talked about that. That'll, that's probably be the case. And, um, man, it's just, it's been a heck of a learning experience. Yeah. It really has. I, do you find, did you find that it was like a real gut check when, like, knowing that that next step's going to happen? Next step of what? Like, in life, like, where, where you're going from um, single guy to now married guy, now to father. I Like, I'm finding a real gut check like I'm I'm thinking about the little things that I like to spend money on and I see them disappearing in my head so I seen like you know time I want to dedicate to podcasting or sports or anything like that I see that disappearing yeah no I, I didn't really think about that until like it actually happened like so prior when when you know we were expecting I didn't I didn't think about that but once you started to live it you started to realize that we yeah. had you know when we had our plans we said you know we were gonna we were gonna travel we were gonna go away even with after we had kids we said we were gonna do that but you know, guess what? Two kids, fifteen months apart. Five years goes by real quick. We didn't. Yeah. Go, we didn't go anywhere. Right. Yeah. We, and we money just disappears. It yeah. just evaporates. It's about, and we didn't go on a vacation for five years. Yeah. Right. And that was never the plan. But you just you you, you live that. So you it's realize when it do. happens. You couldn't. You can't. I, I don't know how you could plan for that. You, no. You can't anticipate that. All right, you guys want to put that one to rest? Yeah, I think we're good on that. Like, I mean, it's it's one of those things that like, yeah, it's, and I think every experience is so different. Every. Buddy's personality is so different. Like it's just, I can imagine that you could talk to a hundred different people and they'd all give you a hundred different perspectives sure. yeah, on that yeah, kind yeah, of that stuff, sense. right? So it's just it's uh, that's one of those topics that's just really interpersonal and very unique to the to the couple, right? Now, is there a way um, to is there a way to separate this? Now, I, I'm not necessarily looking for personal experiences, but is there a way to decode the pregnant lady? pregnant woman <laughs> I think if you figured that out you'd be a millionaire right? yeah you'd, have, you'd be like the Tony Robbins yeah. of, yeah. of this Absolutely. you know like yeah the, the, this is what I mean like when we all know when we something's go wrong goes wrong with our wife and she says she's fine she's not fine right she says she's fine because she doesn't want to rip your head off correct now when other things happen like you know you have your wife your wife your pregnant wife says to you I want, I want to go out, 
And you're that like, doesn't okay. happen as much as I thought it would. Hey, eh? that's like that's one of those things that like. And maybe that's a third trimester thing. Maybe I'm just that's recency maybe. bias, right? But like, but did she say she want to go? Out? Does she want to go out, or she just not want to be in the house? Okay, so, so the cabin they, cabin fever yes. is a, is a, is a reality for sure, and that's what it. And I think we used, you know, we got through Christmas, you know, in the last month or so. I think we used that as an opportunity. I haven't been to the mall in like four or five since they invented Amazon. Like I, I haven't done it. So ten years. <laughs> but we did this year because it was a good idea for my wife. She needed to get out of the house, and we went around and looked at all this crap. Like she loves shopping. Right. I think shopping is ridiculous. So like it was just one of those things that, um, you know. I'm encouraging of her to do that kind of stuff, but like in terms of decoding her feelings as to when she wants to do that, I haven't been able to do that the whole time we've been together. You know, like it's it's one of those things that that Adam and Eve, that that apples and oranges thing between men and women. I there's there's some kind of mental roadblock in yeah. my brain that I I've never figured that out. Well, what about stuff like when she says she's hungry, but maybe she's not food hungry, but she's snack hungry or dessert hungry. Like, have you noticed big changes in that? I don't know. Were you cra- did you see your cravings? And like, I, I honestly I, I, didn't notice a heck of a lot. No, so it's, far. A, it's a good. Back to your point about the mall. It's funny you mentioned that because I remember with the kids that's been pregnant, we spent a lot of time at the mall. We don't now at all. Right. Back then it was a lot. I think it was just your point to get out. Right. Yeah. So that's a great point. But cravings perspective, you know, being in the food business, I was I was hoping I was excited on what the crazy uh, food cravings would be. I couldn't wait. I couldn't right. wait for that that portion of it. Right? Yeah. It ended up being uh, Paula was cravings were for ice cream. Right. I said, I said that, that you like ice cream. I go, that's not a craving. Where's, <laughs> yeah. where's the, the, you know, the dill pickle? Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but it was just ice cream. But about decoding, it was when she said she wanted ice cream, no matter what time it was, luckily there's a 24-7, 7-Eleven <laughs> on the corner, you go get the ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't yes. question and say, that's not really a craving. You just you want ice cream. You don't really want that. You just want ice cream. Yeah, that's yeah. not a craving. No, no, you go get the ice cream. Okay, so... So maybe what we're looking at is, like, urgency of statements. Like, I, I feel like ice cream. Well, honey, do you really want ice cream? It's 1030 Yeah, don't do that. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Just go get the if ice cream. If she tells you she wants something yeah. and you don't have it, it means she wants yeah, you to so get it. I've learned it. that, yeah. right? And, and, and that's the thing is that I, I would agree with you 100%. Now, my wife loved dill pickles before, so she just eats more of them. And, right. like, you know, I, my wife's twin sister is also pregnant at the same time. So I put out a plate of pickles, and that shit was gone, yeah. like, immediately. Um, but, no, I haven't noticed anything that's been crazy. It's just the things that she tends to like. Wanted more. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. I haven't noticed anything off the wall, okay. which, I, which I sort of expected, right? You know? there's There's been nothing outside. She's never said, oh, I really need, like, Twizzlers or whatever. Like, yeah, something yeah, that yeah. off it the wall, you know? It would fun story to tell, yeah. but... Yeah. Right. Nothing, yeah, I haven't noticed. How about you? Nothing really. I don't think, I mean... Um, I mean, I've I, run to get her a shawarma, which she likes, oh. or like I've done those kind of things. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's it's the normal stuff, right? I I don't. I there's no, been no crazy cravings, but the ice cream thing was real. Like, but I also like ice cream too. I don't need a good excuse to like ice cream. <laughs> so if she's like, I go for ice cream. I'm like, me too. <laughs> I can also go for ice cream. That's amazing. We're so in sync. Yeah. Um, but also a good like advice is just to, to be there and understand. Like when they're going through things, just to be there for them and say, I understand what you're yeah. going through, even though you can't, but just to support them. Yeah. If you're supportive, you're going to go, it's going to go a million miles. Right. I think that's a really good point. I think that's really, really good. Just be there for them, right? That's, it's, it's, it sounds easy, but it's. Uh, yeah. Do you think there's ever a way where, we, where, as guys, as simple minded men that, that we are, is there any way that we could actually know more to do more? Or is it just one of those things where you're probably going to be in the wrong, even though if you're not really in the wrong? 
both yeah, both you, you guys. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say advancement in technologies yeah. like microchips. Like I, I there's no way. The, there's no way. No, yeah. it's unless you decide to you know carry a baby for nine months. Yeah, there's no. Which I'm not planning to do no. anytime soon. You, right? got, you finally got your pre pre baby <laughs> body back. You know, no point wrecking it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I I think that um, one thing that I've noticed too is our conversation has become. Uh, a realer conversation, if, the, if that makes much sense. I feel like the less stuff su- we less talk, superficial. Yeah, 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 that's great. Yeah, you know, and, and it's been more like, and I think I find us connecting more because there's less fluff in our conversation and yeah. there's more realism in our conversation. We've talked before about it. It's that yeah. sense of purpose, right? Yeah. You're, you're you're bringing a you know a living being into the world, right? It's not buying a dog and bringing. Yeah. Home. You plan that. You like you. you that's. That's something you you handpick, and and let's be honest, God bless dogs, but it's a fifteen to twenty year absolute maximum commitment, right? right? Like right. it's you're lucky if you get even that, right? So yeah, yeah, no, this is a this will outlive you, God yeah. willing. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. different story, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, gents, um, Rob, do you have any more knowledge you can dispose dispo on us? Dispo. Just, um, I think you said dispose at the first place. Yeah, all my knowledge yeah. you can throw away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> throw away all of it. it uh, bestow. Bestow is what I'm looking there for. Is, there is there any more knowledge you can bestow on us before we get into our super lame dad jokes? Uh, no, you guys, just to, like I said, reiterate, just just be there you know, for your wives and listen to them and support them. And and don't judge. Don't you know? Don't give advice. Yeah. Uh, don't That's give, you know, you, you, yeah. You yeah. have no you know no idea what they're going through. Just just be there for them. Right. Let's do it. Okay. I guess I can I can start again here. So this okay. I'm gonna take a little bit of a unique turn because I have a lot of like ones from when we were when we were younger and stuff. This is one that as my brothers who are I think I've mentioned this before, but my brothers the youngest brother of the five is eight years younger than me, and the eldest of the the five is four years younger than me. So they're all within this certain range. This is one my dad came up to me and told all of us once we were in the age where. You know, I don't want to say like men sexually active. Like it was right. a little bit more. My dad's always been very res- the reserved. Peak years. Yeah, my, my my parents are very very like staunch like reserved people, right? And it's just always been the way they are. And I think that a lot of that comes from my mother. I went and looked on because I couldn't remember the exact phrasing for this jo- joke. And I, apparently it's a very popular joke, but I'm going to claim it as my dad's because it was the funniest okay. shit to ever hear that my dad <laughs> tell me. Right. <laughs> so this joke is called the Lone Ranger's Last Re- Request. And if you know the Lone Ranger, that was a famous TV show and, and movie series and all that when, when my dad was younger. So it, I had to look it up when he first told me the joke, but it works. So the Lone Ranger was ambushed and captured by an enemy in Indian war party. The Indian chief tells him, so you're the great Lone Ranger. In honor of our harvest festival, you're going to be executed in three days. But before I kill you, I will grant you three requests. Um, over the course of three days. So he says, what's your first request? And the Lone Ranger says, I'd like to speak to my horse. So for those who don't know the Lone Ranger, his horse's name is Silver, and he can speak to him, and he will go and help him on his different adventures. So the chief nods, and Silver gets brought before the Lone Ranger, who whispers into Silver's ear, and the horse runs away. Later that evening, Silver returns with a beautiful blonde woman on his back, and the Indian chief watches. The blonde woman enters the Lone Ranger's tent and spends the night. Next morning, Indian chief asks the same thing. Um... What would you like for the second thing? He says, I'd like to speak to my horse again. So they bring in Silver, and and, uh, he whispers into his ear again. Silver takes off, disappears, comes back later that evening, and to the chief's surprise, Silver again returns with, uh, uh, this time, a beautiful brunette, more attractive than the the previous blonde. So she enters the Lone Ranger's tent and spends the night. Indian chief's getting pretty impressed with this, right? So 
goes uh, to the Lone Ranger. You're a man, man of many ta- talents, but I'm still going to kill you tomorrow. What's your last request? Lone Ranger responds, like to my, speak to my horse alone. Chief is curious, but he agrees, and Silver is brought to the Lone Ranger's tent. Once they're alone, the Lone Ranger grabs Silver by both ears, looks him square in the the eyes, and says, Listen very carefully. For the last time, I said, bring posse. Posse. (laughs) And and, and crossing that line with my father and getting into those dirty jokes, my brothers and I busted up laughing. I think it was actually my bachelor party night where my dad busted that one out. I'm just like, you know what, Dad? You're the best, right? So just a a different spin. A good joke. That's a very good joke. That was a good one. I can't top that one. No? No, That's good. That was good. Um, My dad... When my brother and I were probably a little a little younger than probably I, I I guess maybe between twelve so my brother was probably around nine he he pulled us around and goes you guys want to hear a dirty joke and uh, he would like look around like he was like almost like a drug dealer like very suspicious eyes you know and he goes you want to hear a real dirty joke and my brother would be like oh oh yeah 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 okay okay and bring us really close and he goes. Imagine this beautiful white horse galloping through the forest, and it slips in mud, and it's covered in mud. That's a real dirty joke. <laughs> <laughs> never. Oh. Like, the, the, the way it's that the I laugh, setup. It's yeah. the setup that makes yeah. that joke. Yeah. As I laugh, like I've never laughed as hard as I just told that now, <laughs> and it's not even funny. No, it's, it's not. So, it's so lame. No, but, but that's that's you know what? That's yeah. a perfect act. Yeah, that's so, exactly the um, It's weird because I can't think of them. Like when I want to when I want when I want to write them down, but yeah. you start telling that joke, and then for something it just registers in my head, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, that popped in my head. It is so weird. Anyways, Roberto, anything for us? No, those are great jokes. I like I said, uh, asking around, you know, I forget them, right? You forget all the yeah. things, but it's, it's more about they're, spon- they're spontaneous lot, family yeah. events. It's one of those things where you start recollecting them as you get surrounded yes. by the people you've told them with before, and like yes. that kind of stuff. Like, I always thought that was kind of cool. There's always those things. Yes, different situations, things happen, different actions. One of one of the things I was talking to a friend today uh, on the way here, saying that I was going to be doing this and. Uh, Trying to remind you, remember anything? What do you do? What do you? Let me use one of yours. And yeah, a good yeah. friend of mine is a great, great uh, character, but he couldn't remember any of them. You know, I, I can't, I can't. Yeah. But there's one thing that we do, and it's, it's, it's not a joke, but it's just, it's, it's an action. It's kind of the thing that we do, right? So when we're we're in the car together as a family, backing up, I'll hit the brakes and bang the side of the door at the same time. <laughs> okay. Just. Pretending that we hit something, <laughs> and it's it, it happens. You know, like the first time you do it, then everyone gets freaked out. Oh, should we hit something? Right? Yeah, and then yeah. they realize that I did that. Yeah. But the beauty of that, it's like a, it's like a twenty-year joke because you yeah. continue it on, <laughs> and they still get it. They say, "Oh, not that." Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's even more relevant now as the kids were starting to. Uh, Dry. Yeah. <laughs> so so they're there and they're with their freaking out and that. So it's just one, one of those things that they remember when you yeah. ask them. They remember those things that, that drives them. Do you crazy. think they'll do it? Do you think they'll? You know, I hope that my kids, when they're kids, one day ask them for twenty bucks. Yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna give you a tad. I'm not gonna give you a tad. <laughs> All right, gents. Thank you so much. This is episode six of the We're Gonna Be Dads podcast. Um, Rob, again, thank you so much for making the trip out. Glad to be here. A lot of fun. Mike. We're going to do it again real soon, buddy. Always a pleasure, buddy. All right. Uh, for everyone listening, thank you so much for doing everything you can for the podcast. Share the love. Remember the Passion Over Paycheck movement. Let's keep that growing. Find us on all our social media platforms, Not After 30 Podcast. And if you like the show, 
write us an email or send us any type of social media platform. And any questions, concerns, comments, or questions we want to ask the dads, let us know. Find us at notafter30podcast at gmail.com or again at any of our platforms. Thank you so much for listening and have a great one.